And a person who's all about education joins us right now from ISD 622. And uh, today is the first Friday of the month, and we're really excited to welcome back Christine Tucci Osorio, the esteemed superintendent of schools for District 622. Are you ready for the holidays? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I am. My house is all decked out. How about yours, Freddie? It just got that way. We were just telling uh, my bride, uh, Miss Hellfinger, that uh, normally, we, you know, we pull out all the cases and start decorating. And normally it takes just, uh, you know, just a few hours in one day. It's been an epic event, Christine. It's been like <laughs> several days to get this done. Normally it's something we would do in a couple of hours or so. What's happening? I told my husband, I told my husband a few weeks ago, get ready for it. It's going to look like Christmas vomited all over this house. <laughs> How's that for a visual? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. <laughs> so just a quick follow-up from last month. You mentioned that uh, District 622, the Educational Foundation, was having a silent auction with the goal of raising $25,000 to help support students in your district. What's the update? Well, I got to tell you, it is unbelievable. Thanks to the generosity of our community, the 622 Foundation raised over $30,000. They oh beat their goal. And every one of those dollars goes towards supporting students in need in our district. And it's just unbelievable the impact of those funds on kids for things like prescription eyeglasses or kids who need a winter coat or there's needs in a family. Um, and our social workers are in charge of managing those funds for their schools with their students that are in need. So it's really a neat program. That's really exciting. I have to, mm-hmm. Well, you probably know that uh, I have a granddaughter who's in your district over at Tartan. I do. And uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned that we were going to be talking with you today. And I got a question from her. Why, yeah. why is it important to have finals? every? I mean, you had them last year. Why do you have to have finals all the time? I know. Isn't it interesting? Well, it is finals week in District 622. And I'll tell you something. So different districts. We're on trimesters, so three trimesters in a school year. Others are on semesters, so there would be two in a year. Um, but it is our finals week, and, you know, our final tests and projects just kind of help students to be able to show what they've learned in that course. You know, something that I always tell kids, some tips for preparing for finals is, you know, make sure you have a regular routine for studying. I know my 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 daughter and my son, actually, were not very good at this. They would wait till the last minute and cram all night, and you know how that is. But if you can set up a regular routine and kind of stay, make it part of your daily and weekly systems in your home. The other thing I recommend is, like, make sure to find a place in your house that you can study. For some kids, you know, getting out of your bedroom and going somewhere else, you know, might help you get remove distractions or if you can find a certain place that's more comfortable a corner in a in a living room or whatever um to study that's great too because i don't know it's it's, it's about changing your routine to make it a regular a regular thing that you do the other thing i tell kids is you know if you're having trouble with any of the material don't wait till the last minute to go get help reach mm-hmm. out to your teachers early on and by the way if you don't feel like you're getting the help you need go to somebody else ask an assistant principal or principal to help kind of figure out some supports for you there are options out there and you just got to make sure you let people know when you're struggling and of course before the exam itself get a good night's sleep which is hard for teenagers get a good breakfast stay hydrated and just you know don't leave anything blank on the exam at least put something down anything is better than a zero so if you don't know the answer put down (laughs) something that's what i tell kids that makes a lot of sense christine tucci osorio superintendent of district 622 with us we're talking about uh, the final exam week happening 
So th- I, I gave you the question from my granddaughter, but uh, she didn't ask this question, but I hear this a lot. Because I have anxiety when it comes to testing. I have anxiety for mm-hmm. this or that. Is that simply mm-hmm. a buzzword or is that a thing, Christine? It's a really a thing. And it's, you know, anxiety seems to be higher now than even before the pandemic. It's a very real thing. And, you know, things that really help, of course, is take a moment, try to say, okay, I'm going to do the best I can do on this and take some really deep breaths. I know it's not easy, but um, I've even, my son used to grab his own shoulders and squeeze them hard just to kind of get the tension out of them. Try to not let your mind wander. And a really good tip, and sometimes this can really help. I know personally I have ADHD, pretty significant ADHD. Chewing gum, for some reason, there's been research on this that can help you focus and, and listen and, and, and multitask better. But be sure to get permission from your teacher so they know that you're going to be chewing gum and that they are okay with that. And then, of course, if you have anxiety like a lot every day and it's not going away, do reach out and talk to the school counselor and, and ask for some resources at school. There are resources to help with that. So, you know, it's, it's the anxiety of the test anxiety in the moment. A little bit of that can help you actually do better on the test. Mm-hmm. But, but if it's happening all the time and it's really kind of consuming your life, you want to get some extra help for that. And lots of people have that going on for them right now. So it's not uncommon. Is it social impacts creating anxiety or what, what is the root cause or can you tell from your experience? You know, I I have a lot of conversations about this. I think for kids today, you know, the growing up with social media, you know, you don't turn it off, right? Mm-hmm. So in the past, you you know, peer relationships and, and peer groups, it's a complicated word to navigate. And, and in the past, kids could, you know, when we were kids, you'd, you'd kind of manage that at school and you'd go home and, and you could decompress and kind of get away from it. And I think it's hard because kids don't, don't get away from it. You know, they're kind of connected 24-7. And it's a little exhausting, and I, th- I think that's a major cause of it. Not that not that social media is ever going to go away, but I think trying to help people figure out ways to manage and de- you know turn it off for a while and get your brain to be clear and and grounded at your home with your family, you know, really stay connected to your own identity and who you are, and turn off those outside influences from time to time, and just really you know focus on your family and, and your own space where you can be you and your identity is valued and protected. And that is a really good tip for helping with some of those pieces, for sure. Christine, can you give us, I know we hadn't planned to talk about this, but can you give us 20 mm-hmm. seconds on school choice? Oh, yes. Well, you know, in Minnesota, in Minnesota, there is open enrollment. And that means that, by law, if you want to enroll your child in another school district, another public school or school district, and that includes charter schools and districts, you get to do so. Now, the only thing is, if you open enroll in a district that is not your own home attendance area, they're not required to give you a ride to school. So the buses won't come out to pick you up in another district to come to our schools. But as long as you can get your own transportation there, and we have a lot of kids who come to us on city buses um, from different places as well, as long as you can get transportation and as long as the school has openings, you can open enroll to any schools around you. So just be aware that that's, that's the law in Minnesota. Not all states have that kind of an open enrollment law, but we do. And what happens is if a child enrolls from one school district to another school district, the school funding that supports that child follows the child to the new district. So it's not hurting the new school if you open enroll to go there. So that's, it's definitely an option to be aware of for sure. Great. How would you put a bow on our conversation this morning? 
Oh, well, I've got one last thing to say to you. I want to give a shout-out to one of my, my favorite and one of our longtime 62 bus drivers, Jackie Warren. <laughs> Jackie, I know you're out there listening because every time I get off the radio with you, she sends me a message. So I just want to give a shout-out to Jackie Warren out at the crack of dawn and being out there for our kids. And, you know, in honor of Jackie and the many bus drivers out there, you know, let's all make an effort to thank drivers. And this is true whether it's school bus drivers, metro transit drivers, Thank them for the work that they do, especially in these wintry months. Think about how difficult it is for you and I to get out there in the snow and drive around. Can you imagine driving a busload of kids out there or adults on a Metro Transit bus? And they do it day in and day out, and they are pretty fantastic in the impact they have on our community. So thanks to Jackie Warren and all the other drivers out there this morning. Well said. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing all the wonderful things happening at District 622 and less uh, decrease the anxiety. How about that? I agree with you. Let's work on that. You have a great holiday. You too. Happy holidays to you. Thank you.